0: Before tonight's bone-chilling episode of the Hoosier Homicide Podcast, the creators, the president, the CEO, the CFO, the vice president, the general manager, the assistant general manager, and the assistant to the original manager have a special announcement to you from their partners.
1: Now brought to you by Studio Headphones. What? I couldn't hear you. Yes, you could. Oh,
2: yeah, because I've got my studio headphones on.
0: If you're wanting to enjoy the Hoosier Homicide podcast and reach ear climax and an ear orgasm, please go to www.sudio.com. studio that's spelled S-U-D-I-O. And when you go there, use the promo code Hoosier...
1: Pod. Pod.
0: <laughs> that's Hoosier Pod. H. O O S I E R P O D.
2: No, who's your pod? Ha
0: ha ha But seriously, use that promo code and you get like uh, fifteen percent off. Fifteen percent off. Fifteen percent off. And they
1: have worldwide free shipping.
2: Dang. Free
0: worldwide shipping.
1: So it's not even like it. It
2: knocks off the shipping costs. It's no, for real. No,
1: it's for real. We
2: is for real. For real. Phil
1: Collins is for real.
0: God damn it, Carla!
2: What? <laughs> what? Quit moving! Sorry.
0: <laughs> okay. Five, four, three.
1: Hey, everybody! This is Daniel,
0: and this is Carla,
1: and this is what? <laughs> this is <huge> Hoopside, <laughs> a true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers, or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is.
2: Hello.
0: <laughs> Carla is a hillbilly and is eating corn on the cob while we do tonight's episode.
2: I wanted to make you guys feel right at home. I bought that corn. And
0: then at least either tomorrow or the next day
1: <laughs>
0: this corn day. This corn will make a reappearance. <laughs> Something every time I eat corn on the cob, I think good. Something to look forward to later. I
1: don't remember having any corn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I find carrots kind of do the same thing, too. Oh. At least with me.
2: I haven't noticed.
1: No.
0: I've been eating a lot of carrots here as of late.
1: You
2: have? I have, too. Maybe it's just you.
0: Really? It could be.
1: Was it the magic school bus? The red-headed kid eats a bunch of carrots, and then his skin turns orange? Like... That fucking dumb. Scientifically, if you ate only carrots, it would change the pigments in your skin cells. According to Miss Frizzle. And Miss Frizzle is
0: the bomb. She has no she has no reason to lie to us.
2: If I ate only chocolate, would I get tanner?
1: I don't the, know.
0: The only one I remember is someone swallows a watermelon seed. Yeah and they Shrink themselves and they it's go looking for the water It's on Netflix seeds. now, or they're is doing it? a
1: revamp of one. The Magic Bus. There's
2: not the enough. There's bus?
0: not enough drugs in the world that I'll go. Let's watch the Magic cool. School Bus. <laughs> Miss
1: Frizzle's got a nice ass. <laughs> Bristle,
0: <she> really? <laughs> no.
1: Hi, yeah, creep. You sexualize
2: a child's TV show. Well, you know. I always did like when we watched that show in
1: class, though. So. Yeah, because it was why wa- it was just watching TV. Yeah. One
2: time they like
1: take their bus into outer space. I just remember the carrot thing, because I was like, someone made that poor ginger into an, an orange yeah, person. Yeah, why didn't
2: they pick on someone else?
1: It's just like in the Bubble Guppies, the one redheaded. Fuck kid. the Bubble
2: Guppies. <laughs> bubble <laughs> Guppies is almost as bad as,
1: what's Peppa Pig?
0: <gasps> Peppa. Daddy? Peppa Pig's a cunt.
1: <laughs> Daddy, that's not fair. She was correcting us the other day.
0: Oh, yeah, saying, what was she saying? I was a bad piggy or something. That
1: naughty, naughty.
0: That's naughty. what she was saying, yeah.
2: Naughty, naughty. I'm
1: like, oh, great. I didn't teach her this shit.
2: She does say things like, I picked her up yesterday. I put her on the ground, changed her diaper, and I was like, do you care if I move you? And she goes, oh, no. Like, oh, no.
1: Oh no. <laughs> oh, she goes, oh, I'm just going to reach past you here and get the ranch. Get the ranch. <laughs> 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 All right, Daniel, what did you do today?
0: I uh, got up, went over and had breakfast at my parents' house, hung out with my nephew for a minute. One minute? One minute. At least one minute, then he fell asleep. Obviously, I took, I took our kid with us, and she enjoys seeing the baby. Uh and then uh our daughter and my dad went out to the track to watch qualifying.
2: Yeah. For the
0: Did
1: you
2: go?
0: Hundred and second Indianapolis five hundred. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. oh yes.
1: hmm Oh yes. yes. It was crowded.
0: Uh I surprisingly, we went mm-hmm. to park inside the track and when I pulled up the guy the yellow shirt was like, uh, do you have a parking pass? I'm like no have you heard my podcast excuse yes. me <laughs> excuse you don't me. need you don't need a parking pass to get in for qualifying anymore duh and duh. he's like uh we're actually uh full I'm like no shit so we had to go park across the street but it worked out because then we got to sit in the shade outside of turn one so that go. worked out but yep that was pretty cool she liked it mm-hmm. so she
2: liked the hill better or the grandstand
0: I don't know. She squealed every time the cars went by in the grandstands, but that's also because everything vibrates when those yeah. cars go. Oh, okay. So I mean, she had, her, she had her headphones off.
1: Yeah. good.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. And who won? Not. And, it's not really winning. I guess. Is it winning? Who's,
0: who went fastest? Yeah. Or, or who's on the pole? Pole.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Indiana's own Ed Carpenter.
1: I, I want Carpenter. him to win. Fuzzy's Vodka.
0: Yes, he is sponsored by Fuzzy's Vodka. So
1: so he was the fastest.
0: He was, and then Simon Pagino, who looks like uh, Borat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Will Power.
2: I'm coming for you, Ricky.
0: The greatest name in all sports, Will Wheelpower.
2: Power. Right. I don't know
1: what happened, man. Uh, <laughs> there was our high up. school,
2: and high school, our quarterback, his last name is Solar, so they would always say Solar Power. Oh, it's like an old, play on words.
0: Well, I knew a kid whose last name was Samples, oh, and no. he went into the Navy. And when he graduated boot camp, he was Seaman Samples. No, no. dead serious. No, dead serious. <laughs>
2: Wow, so. you couldn't pick any other profession and get that. <laughs> no, that's great nope, of an answer. Great great of so. a combination.
0: Nope, but pretty exciting when uh, Ed was the only person to go over 230 miles an hour today. I was gonna and say. when he did that lap, everyone started screaming. Oh, It was so surprising a lot of people there. Usually qualifying, if you go on Saturday... There's a fair amount of people there and mm-hmm. usually it's Sunday. There's just hadn't been a whole lot of people there. But for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because of the new car or
2: Maybe it was the weather. The weather was nice. Yeah. A little hot, wasn't it? It was
0: nice where we were. It was cool. Mm-hmm. There's a breeze. Mm-hmm. And my dad looks at me and goes, You'd have to wait a hundred years to get these fucking seats in your name and it's like yeah that's fucking true although we might have been close to it if he keep putting in for fucking upgrades but he won't so,
2: so it never happened Who
0: well, no because we've had our tickets in our name for like 15 years now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so
2: okay but, okay okay yep
0: that's that's what i did and then here i am
2: here we are i slept all day i did yard work oh and why's that i <laughs> think what yeah. did, what did you do? You say do? you drank like a hoe? No, I said I drank <laughs> alcohol.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, what did, did you like do? A... Last night mm-hmm. I was just with Riley and Kennedy. No, I don't care about and that. And it was
0: then. and you can remember it, so obviously it wasn't that good of a The
2: night, night before that. Um the night before that I went to a show at mm-hmm. the Vogue. I saw a Fleetwood Mac cover band. Mm-hmm. And then I went to a strip club.
0: Which one? But a
2: noun noun um, I've never been to a strip club before, so it was a new experience for me. I went to PTs. Okay. It was I was like it physical was training.
0: I've I you like, know
2: PTs, I didn't know what it stood for.
0: I only went I've only been one time. It's just it's just not my thing. I don't
2: really I, went well, I don't
0: know, I you know, the idea of paying a stranger to basically just give you a hard on and then go home just It's you know, if I I can get a, hard, a wasted hard on here at home for free, so <laughs> Um, <laughs> Wasted it's just, but yeah, when we went, it uh, was
2: strange. I don't know.
1: I went one time to the silken lace. Is that the one?
2: I guess. That sounds a lot more like a strip club than PTs.
1: And I knew a girl that was stripping. We played <laughs> softball together at Edgewood and I was like, this is so weird. Oh. I know. Oh, I no. know
0: somebody. And that somebody, if you're listening, uh, ran into a family member <laughs> <working>. <laughs> It's I'm sure it's happened. I mean, Which
2: is no, fine. because my co-worker, she said her friend drives to Kokomo to strip because she doesn't want anyone to see her. Okay. They make good money.
0: And I tell you what, there is a Polar Express that they do in Kokomo, Indiana during Christmas time. Okay. And it is, it is enchanting. You pull up to this nice open <laughs> gravel pit <laughs> now the picture—it looks like this really nice train station, but in reality, it's a tent and four porta johns.
1: And it's negative twenty degrees out. I
0: think we've talked about this before. I don't. Yeah, because I, I almost fi- stuck to the porta potty because yeah. I had to go,
1: and there's that blue beard thing. Now we know is at risk.
0: <laughs> yeah, because the the girl that went to the porta potty in front of me fucking tore it up. I mean, oh I don't God. know how you could have done more work, but you can just tell sometimes when it's fresh. Yeah, but you could tell those porta potties. are like, well, this is was so cold. We've had these from the uh, football <laughs> all football season. Haven't emptied them out yet. So
2: haven't needed to. They're not full.
0: But then <laughs> on the Polar Express that goes through Kokomo on the way back, you can see the uh, graveyard of porta potties. They do.
1: They had a graveyard of porta potties. Yes. I was just like, what's going and on? And I was,
0: I was, I was giggling like a 10-year-old schoolboy and I had my camera out and I'm pretty sure all the people around me were pissed off but I didn't really care. <laughs> I think I
1: was like, "Oh, well, that's. Just well, here's shit. this guy over
2: here. I oh, da- can't
1: get over the freaking porta potties My <laughs> dad was
0: laughing so that's all that matters.
1: They didn't have the heat on in this train. I was freezing. <laughs> that's how I they didn't have the heat on at the strip club. <gasps> they didn't. It was
2: I it had to have been 60 degrees in there. They keep their nipples hard. Okay, I'm not That's what sorry. I asked. So I asked one of the strippers. I was like, "Why is it so cold in here?" She goes, I don't know, but my nipples are hard.
1: And I was like, <laughs> and you're like Thank maybe you. that's why. Do I owe you a dollar for this exchange? I'm not sure how it works.
0: <laughs> See, the, the thing that the thing that I remember about going to a strip club is the girls that walk by you and they're like, you want to dance? And you're like, no, uh, I'll pay you $5 to leave
2: globe. me alone. <laughs> I'll pay you $5 not to come back over here. <laughs>
1: not to judge anyone that really likes strip clubs.
0: No. And like, I
2: I liked.
0: Just not, not, it's not, you know. I
1: feel like if you go in a big group and I don't know, it's just not.
2: I don't know. I liked, I thought the girls were awesome. Like they were pretty. You could tell they they put a lot of work into it.
1: You were impressed by the height of their heels.
2: They're literally in 10 inch heels dancing on top of a table. No, I could never. I would truly break my neck but i liked the girls i thought they were fine they were like you know doing their thing they looked really nice you could tell they put a lot of work into it i didn't like the dudes
1: no see that yeah. They, oh yeah
0: they're
2: just i just like got yeah it's just such that, a strange that kinda, vibe that like, kind of
0: weirds me out too being at a big sausage party and yeah yeah it is an odd
1: concept it was just
2: like i don't know And then like the guy, like a guy would really like like
1: a girl and then he'd be like, let's go back into the room. And I was like,
2: wow, do you think I could pay them to to go take a nap in there?
1: (laughs) And all I could think about was the true crime shows where it's a detective that wants a private dance with a, a stripper just to pump her for information. Yeah. And then she ends up dead. What? That's horrible. I don't know. It's just always the storyline.
2: I don't know. I really just uh, I don't. I don't think I need to go to another one.
1: Mm-mm.
2: Cheap thrill. I was just like I've never been. I should go sometime. And then I was like, Wow! I'm and really the guy not. that hired
1: you was there.
0: You'd have been better off to go that. to okay. the uh, <laughs> to the burlesque show on. Uh,
2: That'd be cool. Um, I've been to a burlesque show uh, in Paris. It was awesome. Oh well, then you, you can't you, beat that. You're never not going to be
0: able to beat that. Never mind. It but was there awesome. is one downtown.
1: I want to go to that. Sign me up. Sign me up.
0: When when are we going to have time to do that?
1: It's just this magical chart that I keep in the air. If we have when time to do time that, up, we, have we have time just, like, to do other things it. first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've been to a burlesque show in Paris.
2: It was really cool.
0: I want to go see Wicked.
2: I've seen it. I've seen it in <laughs> New York. Oh, yeah, she did see it. I don't
0: really want to see Wicked, but according to South Park, after if you take a girl to a uh, Broadway musical, you get a blowjob afterwards, so...
1: It's a phenomenon I'm not aware of. I
2: mean, the only way we know is to test it.
1: That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> just and just everyone else
2: can test it and report back. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know if that's a thing. What if you take her to see SpongeBob the Musical? Is that a thing? Yeah. If Lindsay I, if, went in New York. If
0: I walk out of SpongeBob the Musical sporting a Woody, I think we got bigger problems. <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> Sandy Squirrel just does it for me. She drives me nuts. She drives me (laughs) nuts. Get it? (laughs) (laughs) Girl.
2: So, yeah, that was my weekend. The highlight was the show, not the strip club.
1: Fleetwood Mac cover band? Yeah. Okay. So, the neighbor that butts up to mom and dad. Butts? Butts up. That has the really nice pool, and they're never there.
2: Yeah. Because they go to Florida, I think.
1: Okay. And they had the thing with. Debating with dad about if they could tie their fence on Mm -hmm. and stuff, and they wanted to negotiate. Oh oh, well, we need we need access to your yard then, because you're technically three feet onto our property. You know all that bull. It was stupid, and dad was like, "Uh, "Never mind. We'll leave a three foot gap, and you can cut it in between the fences." Like, okay. And then they changed their mind real quick. Well, that same dude. You know how mom and dad have that really tall, ugly bush tree gathering in the back of their yard? Your mom does
0: have an ugly bush. Stop
1: it! Stop it! I don't really know what it is. It's got some weeds. Now, the yard is not gross, but it's just that that tree, it does need to go, I think. I don't know what they're going to do with it. It'd be a pain in the ass because it's big. This guy is talking to dad. and was telling him, you know, John Dillinger buried gold all over this place. I bet he buried some underneath that tree he wanted dad to cut down the tree. <laughs> so he was telling dad- I was that like, that is this guy high? He was like trying to tell dad that there's Dillinger buried gold in their backyard. Well, did dad to... just,
2: does this guy just think dad's a fucking idiot? Yeah,
1: and dad was like, okay. I could, hmm. <laughs> mm. John Dillinger buried gold in their you, or does money. Does that, that
2: guy really think dad's that stupid or is I, he just yeah. trying to be funny?
1: No, I think he thought dad was that stupid. To get dad to cut down the ugly tree to dig for money. Wow, well, I wish I was there. Plot twist would have been if we got a backhoe out there and was just like taking out, you know, 100 pounds of dirt. Yeah. like, <laughs> we're
0: finding we, we should make the ugly tree uglier. Yeah. We
1: should. We should like decorate it.
2: we were going to get one of those
0: faces you can put on trees.
1: He's got one of those already.
0: <laughs> on it?
2: No,
1: Not on the front, front
0: yard. Front okay, yard. well, we're going to get another one.
1: My point was the John Dillinger part.
2: Is that tie into the story? That's
1: who we're doing.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Look at that. You got it. Yeah. It's such a shock because our family's so stupid that you would think of that. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I get, I need someone to do something, I'm going to make up a ridiculous story. Yeah, I'd be
1: story. like, no, he buried gold all over this place. Oh
2: my gosh. Do they think they just like look at dad and they're like, this guy looks like a hillbilly? Yeah, he'll definitely. He'll definitely.
1: He'll cut, cut down, down this ugly tree and looking <laughs> for gold. That idiot.
2: <laughs> I really can't with that. Yeah,
1: it's like. Needless to say, no one has dug for gold. But if we do find, maybe it, we
2: should get a a metal detector. Yeah, and like go out there, like, I got
1: something. <laughs> do you wow. Know, do you know anything about John Dylan or Daniel?
0: He's from Mooresville, Indiana.
1: See, yeah, he is okay. I really don't. I guess I just. Johnny knew Depp
0: him. actually came to Mooresville.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot because Johnny Depp played John Dillinger yeah. in the movie Public Enemy Number One. Oh. What year did that come out?
0: I don't know. I never you saw know. it.
1: Oh, I, I did. It. I feel like I did.
2: I think I tried to watch it, and it was just hard to follow.
0: How long does it take you to go through a bank? About one minute forty seconds. Flat. Well.
3: john dillinger has given us a second chance to get john dillinger he could be anywhere where are you going
2: anywhere i want. off you're too good for them they ain't tough enough smart
0: enough or fast enough i hit any bank i want anytime they got to be at every bank all the time Oh
1: You want to take that ride with me? Yeah, I want to take that ride with you. He just looks like a drunk pirate now. He, he always looks
2: it's like a drunk pirate. It's because he is a
0: drunk pirate. Okay, oh. let's see.
2: Public Enemy um it pub- came up public with
0: the- enemies public and yeah because that a different- came up with the
2: rap group well you know cool <laughs> okay public Enemies M- movie i'm just gonna do public Enemies.
1: you don't have the imdb after you no why would i do that it came out 2009 damn it <laughs> you got a seven on imdb
2: okay Ooh, Christian
1: Did Bale you watch the movie
2: in preparation for this? No, I
1: didn't. Because you never know how really accurate they are or are not. I might watch it now, though, after doing this research.
2: Maybe. You watched, because never mind.
1: <laughs> the one we never got to do. The one
2: that never happened. Okay.
1: John Dillinger. John Dillinger. <gasps> John Dillinger. <sighs> Was born John Herbert Dillinger. June 22nd, 1903 in Indianapolis, Indiana. He went by Johnny as a boy and was constantly getting into trouble with pranks, petty thefts, and went in a gang called the Dirty Dozen.
2: The Dirty Dozen. Were there a dozen of them?
1: (laughs) I guess, but children (laughs) gangs are dangerous. You don't want to fuck with that shit. No,
2: (laughs) children gangs are more scary because you can't like stop them.
1: No, there's more, (laughs) and they bounce.
0: (laughs) John Dillinger looks like Billy Bob Thornton.
2: No way. Billy
0: Bob. Yes. And re- I mean, look, I think he looks more yes, like Yeah, he does. <gasps> yes. Yeah.
2: That's weird. Mm-hmm. They should have had Billy Bob play him.
1: Yeah, they should have. Yeah, he was the youngest of two children born to John Wilson Dillinger and Mary Ellen Molly Lancaster. His father was a somber church-going man that owned
2: a car dealership. A
0: Buick.
1: A grocery store. Aww, oh. We suck.
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> Ooh.
1: He was a harsh dish He was a harsh, I can't say it. Harsh disciplinarian. Thank you. That would often.
0: Disciplinarian. That is
1: a hard word. But harsh is not the hard word. No. He was a harsh disciplinarian that would often beat his son, but then would turn around and give him money and candy because he felt bad about it. That's okay. (laughs) Uh, His mother died of a stroke when he was four years old and was raised by his older sister until his dad remarried in 1912. At 16 years old, he quit school because he was bored as fuck. You can do that back then.
0: I tried. It didn't work for me.
1: Yeah, things are different now. Yeah, 16 years old. I'd like to just be like, you know, I'm having a lot of emotional issues at the moment. I need to not be here. I need to go do my own thing.
2: I need to go back to my children gang.
1: My children gang. (laughs) (laughs) He he wanted to make his own money and he got a job at a factory. And there were no child labor laws probably, so. Mm Mm-mm. His father, though, was not pleased with his career choice, and in 1920 sold his grocery store and retired to a farm in Mooresville, Indiana. But Dillinger kept his job in Indianapolis and just drove the 18 miles on his motorcycle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Doesn't
2: sound that bad.
1: Yeah,
0: down I seventy. People commute.
1: Mm-hmm. He continued his. I seventy
0: didn't exist, Danielle.
1: Well, it might have been dirt road. Dillinger continued his habits of drinking, fighting, and visiting with sex workers. July 21st, 1923, Dillinger stole a car to impress a girl, and a police officer later pulled him over and placed him under arrest. Just so you know, fellas, that's not a thing. (laughs) not a thing.
0: My uncle stole his fifth grade teacher's Mustang and drove it around the block, yes. As a fifth grader? Yes, Pigpen. That's fucking awesome, (laughs) man. Yes. We
1: still don't know why he's called Pigpen?
0: Um... I can't remember. Yeah, you need to find out. I should out. know these I should know these things, but Yeah, if you're gonna have a he didn't, but calendar. this was in the this was in the sixties, I think.
1: <laughs> Nowadays you'd be sent to prison for that.
0: Oh yeah, he got he got in trouble, I think, when he got home. He also stole my aunt's car once. I took Mom's he just wanted car to go. he to go was to- he was like fourteen or fifteen. He stole the car and the I think they called the police. Well about that time he comes pulling up in the car, gets out, he's smoking a cigar. <gasps> Yes.
2: No. Which uncle is this? Rick. It sounds like he's earned his nickname one way or the other. Yes.
0: Well, this is also the man leaving. I can't remember. It was in the 500s. In the 500s. In the 70s, (laughs) they were leaving the the race.
2: It was year 500.
0: Um. And he gets out and he's wearing nothing but bib overalls and he unhooks <laughs> them and drops them down to his ankles and t- proceeds to take a piss in front of everybody because oh he had God. to go.
2: Cheers! Yeah. Cheers! <laughs> so you oh. took the car once?
1: Yeah, around the. It was when we lived in Greenwood. Um, oh, how old were you? Not old enough to drive. <laughs> I took it around the. like just the block in the neighborhood. Never mind. Moving on.
2: No, I've never heard this story yeah. before. Mm-hmm. How old were you? Well,
1: Dad was definitely out of town, so oh. I didn't get in trouble. Um, <laughs> Thirteen, maybe. Oh my gosh!
2: Does he know about
0: it.
1: If he did, he would have forgotten.
0: We're going to tell him about we're it because I him. think it's it's time you're and you're going to need to pay interest. I on, just on like I hear
2: that, and it's such a shock to me because I lit. I did never did anything wrong, like bad. I don't think Daniel did either.
0: Ha! Ha! Ha!
2: Okay, let's get back to Mr. Dillinger.
1: (laughs) Okay, the cop arrested him, but he broke loose and ran straight to the United States Navy, where he was assigned to the USS Utah.
2: That sounds like a horrible idea.
1: Yeah, well, if you know you're going to be in big trouble, you're like, I'm going to get into the military before I can be in big trouble. I guess that makes sense. Uh, The USS Utah was later sunk in Pearl Harbor. Oh, interesting. Correct. But he was only there for five months when he was ready to piece the fuck out and then was dishonorably discharged. Ah. So, naval life was not for him.
2: He was built for a life of crime.
1: Almost a year later, back in Mooresville, John Dillinger met and married 16-year-old Beryl Ethel Hovius. <laughs> Is she okay?
0: Beryl Hovius. <laughs> Paging Beryl Hovius.
1: Party of five.
0: To the pharmacy. <laughs> oh,
1: my
2: God.
1: I've never we have your that. hemorrhoid cream ready. Bethel, barrel. You know. oh yeah.
2: I've never heard the name Barrel before. No, it's
1: B E R Y L Barrel. Barrel. Yeah. When she was only sixteen, man. Yeah,
2: that's weird. Um,
1: but it's like the great. De- you know, now we're into the Great Depression, and they have no job and no income.
0: They couldn't afford a better name. No, no. It was couldn't. A fa- it was I couldn't a afford. Name.
1: I couldn't afford to go change it.
0: <laughs> we wanted it to be Merle, but we, <laughs> we had, had to settle it. with Burl. Yeah.
1: Burl. Um, <laughs> so they moved into Dillinger's father's farmhouse, where he was shortly arrested for stealing chickens. and From his dad? Yeah, or neighboring farms. It's <laughs> like, why was his dad calling the cops on that? But his dad was
0: pissed. He wasn't. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look at all those chickens.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: like that. <laughs> so they moved in with her parents in Martinsville. Uh, by the summer of 1924, Dillinger played shortstop on a Martinsville baseball team where he met Edgar Singleton, a heavy drinker that would become his first partner
0: in crime. Well, who else would play on a baseball team in Martinsville? Besides <laughs> a heavy yeah.
1: drinker? <laughs> it's not a high school baseball team. This no. is No.
0: Well, it could have been.
1: It could have been. I don't, I don't know. know. Singleton told Dillinger of a local elderly grocer God. that carried cash on him during his daily walk to and from work. And he suggested that Dillinger be the one to rob the guy while he be the getaway driver. Dillinger agreed and carried with him a thirty two caliber pistol and a large bolt wrapped in a handkerchief. Dillinger clubbed the grocer over the head with the bolt, but the grocer turned and grabbed Dillinger and the gun, forcing it to discharge. He took off to meet up with Singleton, thinking he had shot the grocer. Did he get the money? I don't know. Probably. I mean, you never not take the money. Yeah. So the local prosecutor convinced his father that if his son pleaded guilty, that the court would be lenient because it's like his first real charge.
2: It's his first murder, so.
1: (laughs) He didn't kill a guy. Oh, (laughs) Uh, So Dillinger appeared in court without a lawyer and received 10 to 20 years in prison.
2: That's a big gap.
1: Singleton had already had a prison record and served two years of a four-year sentence. He in prison. He he was sent to the Indiana State Reformatory in Pendleton, Indiana.
2: Okay.
0: Which is still there. Yes.
2: It is? It butts up to I found out that my... Oh, I forgot to tell you this. I found out that my neighbor that's two doors down, not the truck driver neighbor, but the one that I think lives next to him... She worked. She said she worked at a uh, prison for for thirty years. Which one? I don't know. I have to ask her. I have to ask her.
1: Oh, you already knew about that? Mom said it, but I didn't know which one.
2: Wow.
1: Can we clarify where Mooresville is from Indianapolis? It's.
0: Southwest
2: Yeah
1: But like, like 20, 20 minutes. minutes I think I said that, that, that Something like that That was his drive Was like 18 minutes north Back to Indianapolis You can get yeah. on
0: the Kentucky Avenue And probably be downtown In about 15 minutes
1: Yeah it didn't bad And then Pendleton From Indianapolis eh, It's further
0: It's Northeast
1: north, yeah. yeah And that's where Our godmother is from Your godmother Yeah you can't have her oh, So there. So he's at the Indiana State Reformatory In Pendleton Where he Played on the Prison baseball team <laughs> So it can't be All that bad <laughs> And he worked in the shirt factory.
2: Inside the prison. In the prison. Oh.
1: Yeah. Like they, you know, license plates and stuff like that. They, these guys. And apparently he was really good at it, though, because he had experience working in a factory before he went in. Mm-hmm. So he could make all of his orders really quickly or his daily, like, quota and then fill other quotas for other guys also. And so the other guys liked him because he would do him a favor, you know, I'll yeah. just do this for you.
2: You scratch my back, I scratch yours.
1: And he made friends. There um he met Harry Pierpont and Homer van Meter
2: what are th- who are these people? They're his cohorts. Oh my God, they have weird names uh
1: Pierpont is from Indiana also Harry Pierpont uh so prison time goes on, and Dillinger's wife Beryl <laughs> <laughs> obtained a divorce on in June of nineteen twenty nine two days before his birthday oh. and apparently, this really did. Break his heart because he wrote a lot of love letters to his achy,
0: breaky heart. That
2: broke his achy, breaky breaky heart. heart.
1: (laughs) He was also denied parole because, uh, you know, he tried to escape a few times.
2: Oh my gosh, he just sounds like he has problems.
1: So he requested to be transferred to the Indiana State Prison in Michigan City, Indiana, which is way north Mm -hmm. like the very top north near Michigan. Near Michigan, (laughs) (laughs) uh, that's where he hoped to be reunited with more friends i think pierpont and van meter had been moved there and also walter dietrich the professional bank robber person who learned from another professional bank robber german person and was (laughs) going to teach them how to be professional bank robber people they all had longer prison sentences though than dillinger so they needed his help because they're like hey you're going to get out first and then you're going to meet up with our friends on the outside and then you're going to help us get the fuck out of here but they needed someone to get out first. In May of 1933, he was notified that his stepmother was near death and was granted parole, but arrived home after she had already died.
2: Wow, that shit doesn't happen anymore, does it? No, that's what I was thinking. I was like,
1: fuck, they just tell you, oh, sucks to be you. Yeah. They don't, you don't get any. What is it? It's not furlough. Huh? Furlough, I think is the name of it. What? When you get, like, you can get out of prison for a day or two to, like, go do something like that, to go to a funeral.
2: They'll let you do that?
1: I don't think they do anymore. I think they did. I don't know. It might be under extreme circumstances. Yeah, And it probably only certain inmates it would qualify for. Yeah. I'm not sure. Instead of going back to prison, he met up with a few of Pierpont's men and began a string of robberies that netted them $50,000. And they arranged for several guns to be packaged up in boxes of thread to be smuggled into the shirt factory. (gasps) Wow. And the prison break was set for September 27th, 1933. That's my friend's birthday.
2: All right. Let me tell you a little story. This is a true story.
0: Is it true crime?
2: It's true story. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I went to Vegas, all right? And I went straight from work. So I brought the headphones with me that were in my car. Because I like to to jam. I like to jam on an airplane. Who don't? Who don't don't like to jam? I don't. Wouldn't you know, I brought Apple's old set.
0: Oh, I hate that.
2: So I had the wrong adapter. You know how they do it now; they make the charger the same as the phone or the headphones. So I was kind of stuck there. So my first flight was to Chicago. I have just enough time for my layover. I headed to, you know, one of those electronic stores in the airport, and I bought what I thought to be a really nice set of headphones.
0: How much you spend?
2: I spent a good chunk of change. The box boasted that it was good sound quality, and they actually lit up when Damn. you wore them. Yeah. I come to find out, A, they hurt my ears, uh-huh. and B, I sounded like I was underwater. Uh-huh.
1: Nobody wants to listen to John Mayer underwater. No one wants to listen to John Mayer. So what you're saying is you had a horrible experience with I had headphones. a horrible
2: experience with these headphones, and wouldn't you know, I made it to Vegas, and I did not jam one time. No jams.
0: That's a long time to not be jamming.
2: I agree. But it's a great
1: intro story to our sponsor, Studio Headphones.
2: Because if I had had them... (laughs) I, one, probably wouldn't have had to
1: charge them because nope. they last for you wouldn't wireless ones last like nine and hours. And B,
2: the fact that they're wireless doesn't affect the sound quality. They're actually perfect.
1: So what do you have now? You have the Vesa Blah in pretty pink. I don't know, but they pink and they cue and they don't
2: hurt my ears.
1: I actually use the Trey headphones. Those definitely last nine hours. They're different. They're not noise canceling, but it's my favorite part because it means that I can function in everyday life and not worry about where my daughter is because I can still hear her. Or I could hear an oncoming bus and not get hit by one.
0: Or if you're like me and you don't give a fuck what's going on around you, you just want to be lost in your tunes. I have the region. I love them little motherfuckers.
1: Wait, are those the over-the-ear ones? Yeah, yes. They're, they're sleek looking too. They're not too bulky. Yes. I think that's important because mm-hmm. you work out also.
0: Yes. I pick things up. I put them down. I like having good sound quality. These things are comparable with any headphone I've ever had better the than any i've ever had yeah.
1: yeah i asked both of you and both of you agreed separately that they had great audio quality i can't tell i'm tone deaf i only listen to podcasts
0: it is a fraction of the price for what you pay
2: with comparable the sound quality it's sleek and uh i don't think i'm going back to no.
1: uh, any other brand
0: put them on they look good so they like if, good. if i'm sitting back in the room and you walk in i look cool
1: the coolest
0: i'm not just back there with my dick in my hand
1: so, if you want to be just as cool as we are, or maybe just a fraction of how cool, you can go to www.studio.com. Studio! How do you spell that, Daniel?
0: Studio. S-U-D-I-O.com.
2: Can you use it in a sentence?
0: I'm going to go to studio.com <laughs> and use the promo code HoosierPod. H-O-O-S-I-E-R-P-O-D. And get 15% off my favorite choice.
2: Free shipping. Free worldwide shipping. Worldwide. So uh, yes. head
1: over now. Wait, can we get back to the story get now? Get back. God, someone shut up. So he's got some time on his hand and you've been in the pokey for a while. What are you going to do?
0: Go get some nice lady.
1: Get a nice lady? For
0: the evening. And-
1: get some Bodhi. Yeah. <laughs> so he decided to visit a friend named Meryl. Meryl, nope. Beryl, nope. And Cheryl. T- nope. <laughs> he decided to visit a friend named Mary Longnaker.
2: I hate everyone in this story.
1: <laughs> and, but she was in Dayton, Ohio. so She must have been.
0: Was he, dating, was he dating a girl in Eaton or eating a girl in Dayton? Dayton, both.
1: <laughs> so he went out to meet up with a girl. But the police were kind of already following him. And he was. Soon arrested after his, her landlady tipped him off or something like, hey, this dude isn't supposed to be here type of thing. And the police knew they got him. They got him. They got him. But during this still, Pierpont and his other friends escaped from the Indiana State Prison and made their way to a gang hideout in Hamilton, Ohio.
2: That sounds fun. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Dillinger was incarcerated at Lima, Ohio jail under Sheriff Jess Sarber. And his wife that lived in the jail. That was their house. Was a jail. Fun. That sounds so weird. like
0: it sounds convenient. Yeah, yeah. And home, I'm all about convenience. of you, you
1: live where you work with your criminal.
2: Sometimes you feel trustees. like that, anyways. Yeah,
1: that's true. That's Tell true.
2: Me. Hey, no, like, like you feel like you live at work. Yes. Not that your, your home insane. is yeah. incarcerated. He's in not your calling house. your house a, a home. jail. I'm, you took that <laughs> and you you went in the total opposite direction. <laughs>
1: So Pierpont found out that Dillinger was just 100 miles away and decided to rob a local bank on his way to free him. The three (laughs) men approached the jail and announced that they were officers from the state penitentiary and needed to see Dillinger. Like, just showed up and knocked on the door. When Mm -hmm. the sheriff asked for credentials, like any smart person would, the three men showed him their guns. Like, hey, these are our credentials, man.
2: These are my credentials.
1: When the sheriff reached for his gun, Pierpont shot him twice and his wife then handed them the jail keys. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. And that they got Dillinger out. The death of the sheriff, however, made them all accessories to murder. And next, they headed to Chicago. Chicago. To put together an organized bank robbing gang. But they needed some heavy artillery first ammunition, bulletproof vest, all that type of stuff. So they went to a police arsenal in Peru, Indiana. Peru. We know about Peru.
2: We do.
0: Duh, God. Carla.
2: He doesn't even know why. No, he
1: doesn't either. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why do we know about Peru?
0: Because that's where that's where we got Abigail from.
1: And then the case that we covered would have been from there too.
2: Oh, the one with the lady mm-hmm. and the, and the Susan covered is wagon see you next
1: Tuesday. No, oh. Susan is to see you next. <laughs> Shit, Tuesday. you guys! I've slept since then.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> they
1: overpowered the guards and stole machine guns, sawed off shotguns, and ammunitions from a police arsenal in Peru, Indiana. So now they're going to build the Dillinger Gang. Newspaper.
0: Why is it going to be the Dillinger Gang? They, yeah. There
1: was some discrepancy like Pierpont or Dillinger Gang, and I don't think... I think they all knew they had a role to play in this, and if any w- either one of them was going to fight over the glamour of the title of the gang, it wasn't going to work, and no one was going to get paid.
2: Mm, Pierpont doesn't sound, that no, just sounds like- it's
1: harder to say. A
2: fancy resort in the mountains.
1: Newspapers wrote sensational stories of the gang's exploits, and gang members were often described as shadowy figures wearing dark overcoats and hat brims pulled down to hide their identities, often shouting out commands such as, get down and nobody gets hurt. <laughs> get down and nobody gets hurt Dillinger saved all of the press clippings so he's having fun when not working the men lived quietly in expensive Chicago apartments dressing like respectable businessmen they only drank on the off hours because Pierpont had a strict rule that all planning and committing of a crime had to be done sober they, they have standards yeah
2: I can not get other people's hats and coats no more either.
3: why'd you do that
2: because you're with me now
3: I don't know anything
2: about you. I was raised on a farm in Mooresville, Indiana. My mama died when I was three. My daddy beat the hell out of me because he didn't know no better way to raise me. I like baseball, movies, good clothes, fast cars, whiskey, and you. What else you need to know?
1: Dillinger was also a big Chicago Cubs fan. I read that.
0: Well, you know, he also he was good at baseball. So yeah, that's, that stands to reason. Yep. And also, when he was a little kid. Yeah. What, what year was he born?
1: Well, nineteen oh three.
0: Um. And it is now nineteen. He he may have had some recollection of the. Mm-hmm. That's probably when he's six or seven. Was when mm-hmm. they won the World Series in back-to-back years, and then. And then not for another one hundred and eight years, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like
1: just hold out. They're gonna get there. <laughs> they did too. They did. Damn it! I was watching. Okay, the next three months, they went on a crime spree, hitting several banks in Illinois, Indiana, and Wisconsin. So they would go into banks and pretend to be alarm system sales reps or like film crews and stuff like that. Sounds
0: exactly like something Billy Bob Thornton would went- <laughs> hash up.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: I am declaring the United States of America's first war on crime.
3: Your task will be to get John Dillinger. Are you up to that task, Agent purpose? Absolutely, sir. We are pursuing hardened killers. In December 1933,
1: the gang took some time off in Florida, but one of their gang members shot a police officer while down there at a repair shop. So, Uh, you know, criminals have to take
2: vacations too.
1: Yeah. And the Chicago Police Department built an elite group of officers, dubbed the Dillinger Squad. And it's like, oh. it sounds like you still work for him. When,
0: yeah. when you were going that, I was thinking the, uh, the Special Victims Unit. Yeah, that too. The These league.
1: are their stories. In dun, the, dun.
0: Dun, dun. It's a great
1: <laughs> show. Uh, so Pierpont decided they should head to Arizona to get out of the goddamn Midwest. On the way, Dillinger collected his girlfriend, Billy Fraschetti. Fraschetti,
2: Billy Yep, pretty
1: much. And the other gang member, Red Hamilton, and they robbed the First National Bank of Gary, Indiana for some quick cash. Hamilton ended up wounded, and Dillinger killed a police officer named William Patrick O'Malley during their escape. Uh, The rest of the gang now in Tucson, Arizona, encountered a fire at their hotel, and it tipped off the local police as to where the gang had moved to. So when him and his girlfriend and his buddy arrived the next day... They were all arrested.
0: The whole country thinks you're a damn hero. Robin Banks is getting tougher. We're having too good a time today. We ain't even thinking about tomorrow. Yeah, well, you ought to. Daddy! Put some clothes on, Miss. They're extraditing you. Where to? Indiana.
3: Why? I have
0: absolutely nothing I want to do in Indiana.
1: So each state claimed that they were their criminals and that their offenses were more severe and, than the other, and that they should have jurisdiction. So different gang members were assigned to different states <coughs> for trial. But John Dillinger was to go back to Indiana for the murder of Officer O'Malley. Dillinger was placed in Crown Point Prison, which was deemed inescapable.
2: You act like a confident man, Mr. Purvis. You got a few qualities. Probably pretty good from a distance, especially when he got the fella outnumbered. But up close, toe to toe, when somebody's about
0: to die right here right now, I'm used to that. How about you?
2: Goodbye, Mr. Dillinger. I'll
0: see you down the road. No, you will not.
2: The only way that you would leave a
0: jail cell is when we take you
2: out to execute you. Well, we'll see about that.
1: But, <laughs> on March 3rd, 1934, he slipped out of prison on his own without a single shot fired. Wow. Supposedly he had carved a wood gun and blackened it with shoe polish. I also read he like carved a gun out of a potato. <laughs>
2: I'm going to eat this later after I use it. For,
0: for whatever reason and what elementary understanding I have of how a firearm works, maybe have a little bit m- above an elementary, like a middle school understanding, um, I don't think that would No. Nope. I, I just I don't, don't think that I would work. I just don't see that working. <laughs> or They
1: just were so scared. Other people said it was corruption within the prison. like Someone let him out or let him have a real gun so he was able to get out. I like out. the potato. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess if you get hungry...
2: Yeah, it's not if it's not cooked though, it's not gonna be very good. But I'm put that in a fryer when I get home. It's gonna be
1: delicious. (laughs) Well, he made off in in the sheriff's police car. Like that's the car he decided to get away in back to Illinois. And so now he's crossing state lines in a stolen vehicle. And once he arrived in Chicago, Dillinger quickly put together another gang, including Lester Gillis. A.K.A. Babyface Nelson.
0: Babyface. <laughs> if you see Babyface Nelson. hmm He looks like. <laughs> he looks. I think he was 5'5", and he looks like he's 5'5". Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I bet he was a little fucker, too.
2: And the name's I, Babyface. I, I bet he hey. kicked the
0: shit out of a couple people's shins.
2: Yeah, because he just was right there.
0: He walked around going, we represent the, the lollipop, lollipop. guild. So, the lollipop <clears throat> funny, funny story. So the guy who used to be in charge of Formula One is a guy named Bernie Ecclestone. He's the same thing. He sh- he's short, which mm-hmm. there's a lot of race car drivers who are, but then there are some of them who are really short, and he was one that was really short. Well, his his second or third wife, whatever it is, is probably my height. Okay. So he's walking around the grid with his arm, around kind of around butt. her butt, and his head's like eye level with, with the milkmaids, <laughs> <laughs> and... My dad looks at me and goes, well, the nice thing about his height is he can kick her in the shins and chew on her titties at the same time. Oh, my <laughs> God.
2: <laughs> sorry, that's just what I think of now. Well, this guy
1: could probably do the same thing. Yes. So, hey, the name's Babyface. Babyface, Nelson. Babyface, Nelson. And then he got back with his, together with his friend from prison, Homer Van Meter. Homer. Homer.
2: Homer Simpson. And
1: they relocated to St. Paul, Minnesota. The new Dillinger gang went on a crime spree during the month of March in four states, robbing half a dozen banks. Eventually, he and another gang member were wounded during a robbery in Iowa and were forced to hold up in Wisconsin in a hideout called Little Bohemia Lodge. Sounds great. Mm -hmm. Up in
2: the, you know... In the wilderness. Now the
1: lodge owner Maybe recognized. Yeah, like that's what <laughs> it makes it sound like is a cozy little lodge. But the lodge owner recognized Dillinger because he's got a face. You know? <laughs> some and some of us do. Got a face.
0: He said, You look like the guy from Bad Santa. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie.
1: <laughs> and Dillinger assured him there ain't gonna be no trouble. No trouble at all. Listen here, there's not gonna be no trouble. He's Italian now. Yeah. <laughs> And
0: I take great offense to that good, just f y i
1: however, the apparently the gang members scared the lodge over the lodge owner and his family, so he wrote a letter to the u s attorney <laughs> telling him that the gang was at his lodge, dear mr attorney, dear mr u s important attorney, i have Four gang members in my lodge. I would like you to come and arrest them. (laughs) Please and thank you. Love Love from (laughs) little Bohemia. (laughs) So local FBI agent Melvin Purvis (laughs) was contacted. And who plays, Batman plays Melvin Purvis. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Mm -hmm. Uh, He put together a... He said, hi. (laughs) This
0: is
2: Melvin Purvis.
0: Where are they?
3: (laughs) And I'd like to introduce one of our finest G men, Agent Melvin Purvis. Agent Purvis will be in charge of the field office in Chicago, the center of the crime wave sweeping America. His task will be to get public enemy number one, John Dillinger. Say if you want. (laughs)
0: Rundown
3: Pretty Boy Floyd. Oh, through an apple orchard.
0: (laughs) People say John Dillinger is a lot smarter and a lot tougher. Well, nevertheless, we will get it.
1: What makes you so sure?
0: We have
2: two things Dillinger does not. What are they? The viewer's modern techniques of fighting crime
3: scientifically, and the visionary leadership of our director, J. (laughs) Gahuva.
1: He put together a team in the early morning hours of April 23rd where the agents drove to the Little Bohemia Lodge. They parked their cars and stalked through the grounds by foot until they spotted three men walking out of the lodge and getting into a car. The agents shot and killed one man and wounded the other two. So the entire lodge explodes with gunfire. Blah.
2: That's, <laughs> hmm, that's how you would describe that.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounded more like you were motorboating someone.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it exploded.
0: Hey, get down!
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Say hello to my little friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't uh, know the two noises were synonymous with each other. Be careful out there,
1: folks.
0: (laughs) I can't do it anymore. I'm giving myself a A headache headache already.
1: (laughs) So, the real gang members were alerted to the intrusion, and the Dillinger gang was able to escape through a back route.
2: Come on. Yep. So, they They didn't didn't even plan for the back door. Nope. We'll just go in through the front. That's the only way in, right? Yeah. Yeah. The more
0: obvious, the less obvious.
1: Okay. Summer 1934, John Dillinger dropped from public view as his notoriety was making his public life very difficult.
0: And he was really tired that people kept saying, Billy Bob Thornton spotted Spotted. (laughs) stealing... At
1: local grocer. (laughs) Uh, He was labeled as public enemy number one and placed a $10,000 reward. Oh, my God. The movie. The movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. Johnny Depp. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) This pushed Dillinger to undergo some type of crude plastic surgery at the home of a Chicago bar owner with connections to the mob. They like acid off his fingertips like to get rid of fingerprints and like. Carved up a chunk of his nose, That's this a and lot that, of work. And, like getting rid of a di- like a dimple here and there, like and he wasn't pleased with the outcome. It's like, well, obviously, no, and it, they were just like general sedation, like th- like two do- you know, sit him up, lay him down, lean him this way, or that way, and it, it just I don't.
2: Oh my! God. I think
1: another guy had the work done too, but it creeped me out like the burning your fingertips off. Yeah. So on June thirtieth, Dillinger robbed his last bank. Shortly after noon, the gang arrived at the Merchants National Bank in South Bend, Indiana. Hold the floor. Now, now, do
0: it! On the floor! Let's play a game, Mr. President. It's called spin the
3: dial. Two no hands up Come on. You sit down! On the floor! Relax, cops. Open it up. Move!
2: Move! Shut up! It's one of these. You can be a dead hero or a live coward. Get it
3: over. All of it! No hands up! Come on! Answer! Answer! Push it to me! I'll hear from you, Mother. Give me the benchmark. I said moving out of there. What for? Come here, sister. I'll take a ride.
1: Nelson fired his machine gun.
0: <laughs> in the
1: and bank. all that's
0: coming from a midget holding a gun. Yeah. Hey
1: guys! <laughs> to get everyone's attention. But it also drew the attention of everyone outside the bank.
2: Yeah. Oh, no shit. <laughs>
0: Who's in there motorboating?
1: (laughs)
2: How do you know it's not a gunfire?
0: (laughs) It's too low. uh, Babyface Nelson was also the right height, too, just to walk up and start.
2: (laughs) Then they looked in the windows and they were (laughs) like, they didn't see anyone. (laughs) They didn't see anyone with a gun because he was too Too short. short.
0: (laughs) So
1: several people came running towards the bank, including police officer Howard Wagner. He hid behind a car and started firing at Van Meter, who was standing as lookout in front of the bank. After pushing off a few townspeople he had come to help, he shot back at Wagner, killing him. A shop owner brandished a pistol, hit Nelson as he came out of the bank, but a bulletproof vest he was wearing saved him. He spun around shooting wildly and wounded two pedestrians. The shop owner backed off, only to be replaced by a teenager who jumped on Nelson's back, beating him with his fists. Nelson threw him off through a window and fired a shot, hitting the boy's hand. As Dillinger and the others were exiting the bank, the hostages, police, and citizens fired at them. Most of their bullets hit the hostages. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> the gun battle raged on as the gang members tried to make it to their getaway car. Van Meter was shot in the head as a gang member dragged him into the car. The bullet, a twenty two caliber, entered his forehead near the hairline and burrowed under his scalp, exiting six inches out the back. The total tank on the bank robbery netted each gang member only four thousand eight hundred dollars. It was later revealed that the unprecedented reception by the fair citizens of South Bend was spurred on by their greed for the reward money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, isn't that the reason you ever do the right things for the reward money? I know, for, yeah, for the, the
2: reward, right. get, get them!
1: them.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's why. I don't get money. the money.
1: All right, so back in Chicago, there is a Romanian woman named Anna Sage. We make a hard left, sorry.
2: Well, yeah, what? Whoa.
1: <laughs> so they make it out. <laughs> didn't obviously doesn't die here, but in South Bend. So now that's the last bank he robs, but they're going to go back to Chicago.
2: Right, because that's their, like, headquarters. hmm
1: Side panel. Anna Sage, or Anna Campanas. Was from a small village in Romania, a divorced brothel owner that was experiencing troubles. Oh, she had the clap. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first thing you read on Wikipedia about John Dillinger is he had gonorrhea, going into prison, and was really bummed about it, or something. <laughs> oh, she had the clap. Uh, poor guy. <laughs> no, Anna's got troubles as she was under investigation for immigration violation and being a. Charged as an alien of low moral character. <laughs> you could do that? I guess. You seem kind of shady, so we're going to
2: arrest you and so, try you for being shady.
1: She was put into contact with... So she's sleeping. She has a brothel, and men like that brothel. So she has contact with m- men higher up the chain. And she's like, you need to tell me who I need to talk to in the FBI to take to make all this go away, this immigration bullshit, because I have work to do here with <laughs> pussy. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. I hate that Ugh. She was put into contact with an FBI agent known as Melvin Purvis. Who maybe face? No. Oh. That's an agent, FBI. Melvin oh, okay. Purvis, who mm-hmm, baby, Batman plays Normal him. face. Okay. Batman plays Melvin Purvis. Okay. Who said he would do all he could to help, but there was just no guarantee with this sort of thing. And he's like, one brothel owner, and we sent another brothel owner. Like, what fuck do I give? Hmm. Until Anna mentioned. That she and John Dillinger and his girlfriend went to the movies together sometimes. Well, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Oops. So you know he's still public enemy number one, and she's sitting here saying, "I've got an immigration problem, and we hang out together." John you Dillinger. Mean, and I Ryan. am
2: an immigration problem. You have a criminal problem. We can fix problems. We can fix our
1: problems together. She's
2: she has a deep voice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she's yeah. So Purvis assembled a team of FBI agents and hired guns from police forces from outside the area because he felt the Chicago police had been couldn't be trusted. Because everyone kinda liked John Dillinger. I mean, everyone any w- anytime a bank robbery happened anywhere, everyone was like, Oh, John Dillinger's gang robbed my bank, blah blah blah. Come see he was it c- first. first yeah, he was like a celebrity, you know, especially during the depression where everyone's fucking miserable. Um, That's why they called
2: it the depression. Just clarifying.
1: And, it, like, if we pull up on Ancestry, one of our relatives, and it's like, you're so-and-so was probably alive during the arrest of John Dillinger. <laughs> it's like, great. Wonderful. <laughs> Let's talk about
0: it. Somebody we were all related to was alive when John Dillinger...
1: Very valid point. Someone. Someone. On July 22nd, at 5 p.m., Anna Sage told the FBI agents that she and Dillinger were planning to go to the movies, and that they would either be going to the Biograph or the Marlborough Theater. Purvis took the biograph, and the other two agents took the Marlboro. I have another narrative here, because I wasn't going to try to type out a gun exchange.
2: Pew, pew. And then he went, pew pew, 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 then he pew, went pew, pew, pew. And then he went pew, pew, And then he went pew, pew, pew.
1: <laughs> Purvis was standing just a few feet away from the theater's entrance when the movie let out. As Dillinger passed, he looked Purvis directly in the eyes, but made no indication of recognition of suspicion. Following the prearranged signal, Purvis lit a cigar. As Dillinger and the two women walked down the street, Purvis quickly pulled out his gun and yelled, Stick him up, Johnny. We have you cornered. And Dillinger began to run, reaching into his pants pocket to draw a gun. He entered an alley just as a volley of gunfire greeted him. Four bullets hit his body, three from the rear and one from the front. They hit his butt? Yeah. (laughs) Two bullets grazed his face just next to the left side. Something jumped
0: up and bit me. (laughs)
1: A third, the fatal shot, entered the base of his neck and traveled upward, hitting the second vertebrae, then exiting below his right eye. What? They shot him from the up? Well, like it hit, hit the back of the oh, neck. Okay. Hit his neck. He was, it severed his spinal cord. Wow. He was dead, dead. A crowd formed around Dillinger's lifeless body, and several people began to dab their handkerchiefs into the blood. For souvenirs.
2: That's fucking.
0: Well, that's because wild. they didn't have camera phones back then. Yeah, no, they so didn't even like, have the disposable, like you know, yeah. click once, click, click, crank, crank.
2: Look at it. It's blood.
0: Sit here. I gotta put my bulb in. <laughs> my <laughs> <Yeah>. bulb. <laughs>
2: okay. Stand, hey, we well, used to stay still down there, okay, for Right
0: me? now, nobody move.
1: <laughs> Twenty minutes later. Yeah. Okay, he was taken to Alexian brother's hospital and officially ne- pronounced dead before being taken to the cook county morgue the crowd followed the body to the morgue and into the post-mortem room like everybody's just making a parade and there's no there's like come on in look what we did come we in. shot this fucker you guys want to come check it out we'll show you how we start
2: the embalming process
1: <laughs> yeah here. one scientist is real thrilled like <laughs> i haven't seen live people in a month wow <laughs>
0: let me get my lunch off the table <laughs>
1: he, this guy's dead he won't mind An estimated 15,000 people shuffled past the body of John Dillinger before it was taken to the funeral home. That's a shit ton. I know. It's like on display. Then his hearse was given a police escort to to the Indiana border for his trip back to Mooresville. He was buried on July 25th, 1934 on his family plot at Crown Hill Cemetery in Indianapolis. Why don't we go there? We should, but it's not over, folks. It's not over. He died. But it's not over. So you thought. He's definitely dead, but a part of him lives on. Oh, he gave
2: someone Gloria.
1: I, <laughs> I listened to The Dollop. Um, it's another podcast. And I listened to their episode about John Dillinger and heard this part. And then I couldn't walk away from it. So we'll tell people to go listen to that episode, too, of The Dollop. If you've never heard of them, they're funny. It's The Dollop of Daisy. Yep. So there's this celebrity legend thing. Um... There's a picture of John Dillinger. That look up post John Dillinger. I'm
0: actually looking at that right now. Is there a really? picture of
1: him laying like sideways on a cart,
0: like it a dolly? Like, it looks like he has an erection. Yes, yes, yes. that's my
1: point. Yes, please Penis. share that with the class. Maybe zoom in. Yeah, do why it good. look like
2: that?
0: Well, because you don't you know Carla, when males, the last thing that happens is you. You poop your pants and then all your blood goes to your wiener.
2: Wait, are we being serious?
0: The, do I, does it look like I'm being serious? It
2: looks serious, but I'm really really gullible.
0: If you have an erection lasting longer than four hours after <laughs> death. After death.
1: <laughs> this produced a lot of rumors. This photo. That he was, that he was alive? U- he it's was post- okay, okay so he's postmortem, <laughs> laying on like a dolly cart at, a, you know, at an angle. And all these people are standing around. And you can tell one chubby little nurse is like, oh, boy. Look at and he's got a white sheet over him up to his neck. And it's really, it, his hands are across his like lower abdomen area. So it's his arms. But it looks like a massive dick bulge is what it looks like.
2: We're talking massive. Yeah.
1: So, it, And for that reason.
2: People thought he had a big wiener.
1: It was believed <laughs> that, yeah, that it was so big that... This portion of his body was removed post mortem and put on display at one of the Smithsonian museums in Washington D.C. Oh, D. C. no
2: fucking way! Do you have pictures of the exhibit? No.
0: I'm not looking. I'm not looking that up. It's Should I thing. just Google John Dillinger but
1: penis? I've got the information. Here. Oh, okay. <laughs> <on>. Go ahead. <laughs> There's no evidence indicate that Dillinger had a big dick during life like no one ever said anything about it like oh my god he's got a big he was just a celebrity yeah (laughs) so yeah it's just i think it was like fuzzy newspapers and they finally stopped circulating that photo but the idea that the Uh,
0: fact check
2: is john dillinger's penis on display (laughs) that's an article that just came up
0: (laughs) (laughs) what are if if it's not or if it is, what do they what do they say this is, say it is? Yeah. You know, if it is on display and I've it doesn't to. say Wait. John Dillinger's penis, what else does it say there? Like we gotta get in another name.
2: Yeah. This is the
0: this rare, is. rare mushroom.
1: <laughs> Preserved. <laughs> so it was it's like in the nineteen sixties, the rumors had morphed into an urban legend. And that the that his epic Johnson had been saved and his preserved. Epic Johnson, I want you and a formaldehyde to that later stored at the Smithsonian National Museum the, Mus- the Smithsonian <laughs> National have- Museum of Natural Natural History at a Is top- it top
2: natural history. Though we've been to the natural history. It's in Museum. the. Na-
0: it's actually in the National Archive. They keep it next to but Lee it Harvey Oswald's that- rifle.
1: No, he, <laughs> the it was of that J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. <laughs> Wanted to keep it on his desk. No,
0: that is more believable.
1: That's what I'm saying. That like is, that's that why. It, that's what they're okay. saying is that J Edgar wanted the dick.
0: So here's my on thing with desk. conspiracy theories. If there's just enough shit amongst the craziness to make you go, that is entirely possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And as we know, J Edgar Hoover was an odd cat.
1: Yep, and he, this was the beginning of the FBI. Like he, they kind of had to start the FBI because of things like John Dillinger. So, and J. Edgar was part of it, and he, it took him so long to catch John Dillinger that was almost like a mockery of Jay Edgar, and Jay Edgar was an odd man. Bring me his penis in a jar of formaldehyde, so I may sit it upon my desk as a paperweight. How do you keep it erect? I don't. But this is such a thing I that
2: feel like it'd be more interesting if it that was the be
0: Smithsonian. You just has don't let it get cold.
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> the, the Smithsonian has been forced to address this issue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were actually forced to give an answer. Yeah. They got up. They had a press. We do stone. not have John Dillinger's penis.
1: <laughs> it is one of those urban legends mm-hmm. that's been around for a long time. The FBI's official historian, John Fox, once told the Washington Post, but there's no evidence that the corpse was mutilated in any way except for the bullets he was shot with. For its part, the Smithsonian even developed a form letter to respond to queries about this matter, stating, We can assure you that the anatomical specimen of John Dillinger are not and never have been in a collection at the (laughs) Smithsonian Institution.
2: I'm just kind of wondering, why didn't, we, why didn't we address this 10 years ago when we were in, Nash- I we didn't were in Washington,
1: D.C.? <laughs> I don't know. Can you
2: imagine walking up to like just like a regular but security then there was guard was be like, where is it? Where's the dick? Where's the penis? I know it's here. <laughs> I heard <laughs> about it. And they're going to be like, we're going
1: to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> but apparently there also is a joke amongst the Smithsonian mm-hmm. I don't know that someone did make a fake dick in a jar. That's awesome. And keeps it there yeah. in the basement somewhere. That's funny. What do you mean where am I going to find a penis? Oh,
0: <laughs> Boys, have you seen my penis?
3: <laughs> penis is on the loose. If you see it, just try to catch it with some chains. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's true. What's that
0: old saying? If you love your penis, let it go.
2: If you love your penis,
1: let it go. So that was just the bizarre. (coughs) That
2: is is an interesting. I don't know.
1: Conspiracy theory. The the dick ended up in a jar at the Smithsonian.
2: Then that kind of gets. There's
0: only one way to find out. We got to dig John Gillen. We have to dig John Dillinger up. Wow, that's weird. Say that 10 times real fast. Dig Don Dillinger,
1: Dillinger up.
2: up. <laughs> dig Don Dillinger up. We, we can go.
0: We
1: can go there to Crown Point. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going <laughs> to,
0: we're going to exhume the body and we're going to see if his penis is still sitting in there.
1: Yeah. We're gonna and if it's un- not, we know where it's at. We're going to undress the body.
0: I don't think it actually works that way.
1: Oh man.
2: Actually, you wouldn't even know because well, wouldn't he just be like bones?
0: Yeah. Yeah, but that's actually cartilage. You can break your penis, though.
2: Uh, yes. There's an episode in New Girl. He breaks his penis. So,
0: it can really happen.
1: Mm-hmm. But I don't think
2: it's... Can
0: you problem. break your penis, Carla?
2: I mean, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: yeah. His dick in a jar. Put
2: your dick but in that a jar. But that kind of gets me feeling weird now because, like, what other stuff do they have hidden at the Smithsonian?
1: You just have to watch Night at the Museum. That stuff's on display, though. Oh.
2: That's a good movie. We should watch National Treasure too.
1: Okay, yeah. Now I feel like it, and a John Dillinger movie. Yeah. I'll put some clips in maybe throughout of this yeah gunfire. Besides us, we got you going.
2: <laughs> I want to like, I want to like put your voice over like a war movie, <laughs> and it'll just be like.
1: <laughs>
3: so I'll plug a promo in here. Welcome to Nordic True Crime. We are a weekly podcast covering a wide range of crimes from Europe's most northern countries. So, if you're after a smorgasbord of real crime from the dark and frozen regions of the Nordics, then give us a try. Find us on iTunes or at nordictruecrime.podbean.com on Twitter and Facebook at Nordic True Crime, or on your podcast provider. And as we say in Sweden, "tahandomde."
2: Ooh, maybe yeah. we should listen to like a like a mysteries at the museum podcast. That'd be yeah. interesting.
1: They've got a lot of good mystery ones.
2: I should go looking for one.
1: We should I do am, an unsolved one. I
0: am at yeah. the point I can no longer trust any of my farts.
2: Don't. We're going to ask you.
0: Oh, well, I'm. To be that's, careful. That's why I'm telling you I can't trust him anymore. Just
2: be careful. So
0: we need to we you need to wrap this, this up cuz You
2: have the support of your family and we and friends, we understand We understand what you're going, going through. Um, we support you. We understand what you're going through. But we
1: cannot fulfill your wishes of keeping your dick in a jar at the Smithsonian we upon your death. We
2: can't do that. Um,
1: we can petition. We'll petition. We'll ask. We'll raise money and awareness and funds. We'll have signatures. a walk. We'll have a 5K. <gasps> a 5K walk. Will be t-shirts?
2: It'll be just like, like Daniel's rabies. dick in a
1: jar for okay. charity. For char- <laughs> It'll be like the rabies walk <laughs> <laughs> on The Office.
2: Yeah, yeah that's great. The Less than two walk. people are affected by rabies each year. <laughs> <laughs> Less than two people. <laughs> <laughs> the dick, a dick, dick in a jar. It's my dick in a, a box. box. But it's a dick in a jar. It's a dick in a jar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and for honest to goodness, stay, stay on of the corn. corn. Only eat it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's my dick in a jar. i put your dick in a box.